0: Welcome to the Just Off Glen Podcast with your host, Christy Alexander, where we talk to the movers, shakers, and change makers. Just Off Glen. Hi, listeners. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Just Off Glenn podcast. I'm your host, Christy Alexander, founder of WorkSmart Coworking and Meeting Space, a professional workspace where you can elevate your business and reach your goals surrounded by a community of inspiring people. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Chef Matthew Bolton of the SUNY Adirondack Culinary Program. Matthew, it's so great to have you here. I'm looking forward to getting to know you a little bit better and talking about the college's program.
1: Thanks for having me, Christy.
0: Let's uh, start by sharing a little bit about your background uh, so our listeners can get to know your journey to being uh, Chef Matthew Bolton as part of the program.
1: Well, I am uh, homegrown. Um, I say (laughs) that as, you know, I grew up in Brant Lake, New York. I graduated from North Warren Central School. Um, I currently live in Chestertown, um, basically where I grew up. Okay. Um, I raised my family there. Um, I am a SUNY Outeronda Culinary Alumni, or when I went to school, it was a Community College.
0: Oh, right, ACC.
1: ACC, and former executive chef at the award-winning restaurant Friends Lake Inn. Um, I was there from the time I was in 11th grade until 2014 when I resigned, when I did the summer. Um, I started as a dishwasher in high school. I moved up the ranks. I graduated high school. I was fortunate to work under some great chefs that sort of like showed me the ropes and said, hey, you don't have any plans for college. You should, you know, maybe look at doing this. You're really good at it. Because I moved from dishwasher to doing desserts, doing salads, appetizers. Um, So I took a gap year. I learned saute, grill, grill. Followed the head chef around and learned how to do inventory costing at a very young age, you know, 17, 18 years old um, and learned the ins and outs of the fine dining, you know, executive chef world did like 80 hours a week, 100 hours a week. Um, And then I said, you know what, I think this is what I'm going to do. So I I enrolled at ACC at the time and did the culinary program. And by the time I was a senior, I was the sous chef at the Friends Lake Inn. And then a year, approximately a year after I graduated, I was the executive chef and, you know, during its, its heyday per se.
0: Okay, at the Friends Lake Inn. Yes. Was there uh, someone in particular at the restaurant that kind of took you under their wing or was it just that kind of culture where everybody was, um, you know, supportive and excited about teaching people that are, you know, up and coming?
1: There was a couple great chefs that I worked under, um, you know, and, and they came and went very quickly you know, within a year or two, but I took the pros and cons from, from each of them. Uh-huh. Um, each of the two owners that I worked for, our friends like Ken were, were phenomenal and supportive of me at a very young age um, without, you know, hesitating about my age and, and experience in their mind, you know, because, uh, you know, in the early, your early twenties, not many people are going to trust you with a multimillion dollar fine dining restaurant. Yeah, sure, um, um, sure. And they gave me that opportunity, which, you know, without that opportunity, I would not be where I am today.
0: Hey, I know we're just getting started here, but Chef Bolton just hit on a point I don't want you to miss. It's just how important other people can be to your success. Building your community of supporters can be so critical to pursuing your passion. The thing is, everyone needs support from time to time. WorkSmart has private offices and co-working space that were created to be your workplace, the place where you can make natural connections to people who can inspire you to pursue your passion. We'd love to give you a tour and introduce you to members of the Worksmart community. So schedule a time to come see us at worksmartgf.com. Now let's get back to our conversation to find out who else inspired chef Bolton.
1: The chef from the college that I went under, um, which was Bill Steele. Okay. Um, he called me up and said, Hey, we're going to move down to Bay road in January, 2020, 2012, um, the enrollment's huge. Will you teach a class? So I said, yeah, sure. I'll do you a favor. I'll, I'll do this. And so we actually team taught. It was pretty cool. He was on one side oh, of the I room. That and was fun. Yeah, yeah. And he had 35 years of experience and, you know, it was my first class. Um, so we got to, <laughs> we got to do like old school versus new school, which yeah. was a very unique, uh, unique class in itself for my first class. And then I ended up gaining more classes and more classes as a part-time instructor And I was like, you know, I'm pretty good. I I like this. You know, this is a cool cool idea um, for, you know, my future self. And Chef was like, you're really good at it. You know, you should consider doing it. I won't be around forever. Um, So I enrolled at SUNY Oswego's Vocational Teacher Preparation Program uh, to get my teaching degree. So I was doing that, running Friends Lake Inn and teaching part-time and doing other regular life things.
0: Lot on your plate there. (laughs) And
1: then, yeah, and then Chef... Said he's gonna retire, and I applied for the job, and that's that's my origin story.
0: That's exciting. I like that journey. Um, I love that you were able to kind of take things one step at a time and discover your passion along the way.
1: Yeah, I, I highly recommend it.
0: Yeah, I you know, in one of the things that you and I were talking about before we turned on the microphones was the uh, the benefit that we as adults have. Of having a community college in our region and the ability to kind of reach, um, you know, either early on in our career or the midway point in our career and decide that maybe we want to do something different or, you know, maybe we want to transition to a different aspect of what it is that we're doing and we can go back and. Go either full-time or part-time and gain those uh, skills and the expertise that we need to pursue what it is that, you know, we're looking at spending more time doing.
1: Yeah, you can you can take uh, continuing education classes even, you know, just once right. a semester if you want. Or you can change careers and come back yeah. and, you know, take the whole program. Or, you know, we have multiple programs you can choose from. We got a certificate you can take.
0: Right. So you have three different options through the culinary uh, school there. Let's tell our listeners a little bit about those.
1: Yeah. So we have two two two-year degrees. Uh, One of them is a AAS, which is an Associates in Applied Science for Mm -hmm. Culinary Arts that has the core culinary program classes plus 20 plus Um, credits worth of gen eds and that's strictly you know we we tell students to register for that if you think you want to go to a four-year school so you can transfer okay so we have articulation for transfer with all the suny schools that have culinary programs they'll they'll take our credits so you can do two years with us save a chunk of change because we have one of the lowest tuitions in the state right and then transfer if you would like to and then we have our culinary arts aos degree which is occupational studies which is the first aos degree of the college's um, that we decided to implement when we moved downtown Okay. Um, for um, students seeking to learn um, more of specialized courses, you know, pastry and desserts. Okay. So um, maybe
0: a little more intensive training. Yeah. There.
1: Intensive. It's 61 credits and most of them are pure culinary.
0: Okay. All right.
1: And then okay. culinary certificate is 27 credits, which is more of a streamline. If you're industry in the, in the industry, you want to jump in and, you know, get your feet wet, and learn some, you know, fundamental skills that maybe you didn't get throughout the years that you've been working, or maybe, you know, returning adult learner that doesn't have the time.
0: So maybe somebody that, um, is an adult and has a little bit of expertise in this area, but really wants to fine tune that and maybe, um, you know, get a job in the industry, and you just had somebody go through that program that's in their 70s, and that's kind of a fun COVID story that you can share with us.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's actually one of my favorite stories from my 10 years of teaching, is uh, the, the student, his granddaughters bought him and his wife a cookbook during COVID isolation, um, and they made every recipe, he made to the point <laughs> to make every recipe in the book during that Cooking entire year. Cooking your way
0: through COVID. <laughs> yeah, and
1: he said, you know, I, I, found that I really loved doing this. So I, I said, I'm going to go to culinary school. So he looked us up because um, he's local and and took the program certificate, just graduated in May. Um, he actually brought his granddaughters in for Take-A-Bite, um, one of the last Take-A-Bites, awesome. and gave them the tour. And they were just so proud. It, oh, was, nice. it was incredible to see um, and everything he does. I mean, he's, he works at three, four different restaurants, and he cycles through, and he just has this passion. Um, and, you know... It's like his second or third career. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's got to be fun to be a part of. So um, share a little bit about the collaborative cuisine series.
1: Well, each semester we offer a series of four unique collaborations. Um, we've been doing, you know, rather be a local winery or a local brewery um, to collaborate with, and it's four courses, uh, beverages paired with each course, um, the the brewer or the owner of the winery will talk about the process of their artisan craft about, you know, making, producing, what they're um, collaborating with me with. And I'll talk about, you know, what we did with the food and how the students helped and assisted. Um, And this summer we actually did um, one with taste New York and I had to incorporate um, just products from the welcome center. Okay. You know, some like even some of their like vending machine snacks, which right. is very unique and fun to right to use.
0: The Exit 18 Welcome Center that anybody has access to can yeah. go yeah. and and check that yeah. out.
1: So so I use that in the menus, um, and also the Adirondack Craft Beverage Trail. Um, we did Northway Brewing, Slickfin Brewing, Adirondack Brewery, and then Common Roots is this Friday.
0: Okay. And the Common Roots is sold out, sold but out. you're going to do this again in the fall.
1: Yes, we actually have the dates set. Uh, the collaborations are, t- are in the works to be determined. We have September 30th, October 28th, November 18th, and December 9th. And you can find them on the website. Okay. Um, just punch in collaborative cuisine.
0: OK, and we'll link to that in our episode notes, too. Um, and you have a little bit of an idea of um, or maybe you don't of what um, businesses that you're going to pair with, restaurants that you're going to pair with for that the fall season.
1: I think we have uh, a cider in mind, okay. Um, a cider company and also a winery that we okay. haven't used yet, and then most likely a couple breweries. Um, we're trying, we're trying to spread out the spread out the love to everybody right. um, and use everybody we, we possibly can yeah, before we important. recycle.
0: That's important. That's important. And it's great to. Um, help those businesses get some exposure but also to make those new connections and um we were talking and you had noted that um there is opportunity for different restaurants or even uh, individuals to be able to give you some feedback about what they'd like to see for this collaborative cuisine series
1: yeah you can go on the website and punch in collaborative cuisine and there's a link um on that page that will, will say, do you have any suggestions or you want to be a partner and you can fill it out and submit it and we'll, we'll get you on a list and see where it goes.
0: Yeah. It's always fun to get feedback from the public and find out, you know, what other people's thoughts are. And, you know, there's always some kind of fun, innovative ideas there. So I encourage people to connect with you that way. And we'll be sure to link to that in the episode notes as well. appreciate it. Um, so aside from the collaborative cuisine series, what are some other ways that the culinary school is involved in the community?
1: Uh, well, we participated in Take a Bite for the first time this year, um, which we averaged anywhere from 50 to 84 was our max, which was the last one. Okay. Um, visitors inside our building on traditionally off Glen Street and right. Ridge Street. So we did that 14 Hudson. We just kept our door open and people came in. We did three dollar bites, um, usually three three to four mm-hmm. plates. Um, And also, you know, little flights of beer and people came in. We had some program faculty there from arts, media and culture um, with some materials to talk about, you know, their programs. We had admissions there to talk about, you know, answer any questions for possible students that may want to register any interest there. And we also had sort of like an open house type thing. That was the idea Um, as like part of the arts district and also wanted to, you know, get people to wander off the downtown path. Um, And just remind people we're there, you know.
0: I love that. I love that um, you're starting to take people off of Glen Street. In addition, not take them from Glen Street, but also help them. Encourage them to kind of walk around the entire city. Um, one of the reasons that this podcast is called Just Off Glen is because we do want to be sure to highlight that there's so much going on in this entire region, uh, not just what's, what's all the fun stuff that's happening on Glen Street in downtown Glens Falls. And it, I have noticed um, that during the Take a Bite, which for any of our listeners who aren't aware, happens on Wednesday nights in downtown Glens falls from 5 to 7. Um I are we coming to the last one or was last week the last, last one? Last week
1: was the last one.
0: Okay. So we've we've missed that for the summer if if you didn't get down here and you've missed it for the summer look forward to that next summer. But I have noticed that um there's a bit of an expansion in that there are um, not just food vendors setting up so while individuals are coming downtown to eat and to snack um, there's also other opportunities for them I noticed there was a bounce house in the park you guys had um, some booths set up and people there to answer questions and you're bringing them into your your actual space so that they can look around and see all the fun stuff that's happening down in downtown glens falls
1: at Takeaway, was amazing. And we'll do it every year. I mean, it was, it was great. It's
0: a lot of fun to be part of. It's a lot of fun to attend. It was fun. That's great. And so what other uh, types of um, connections do you guys have in the community? Because I know you're up to a lot, and I really want our listeners to be able to hear what you guys are doing.
1: Yeah, we play a really active role in the community um, by giving students opportunities throughout the year to participate in extra local culinary events. Um, basically, whatever is going on culinary-wise. Um, we try to get involved if the schedule allows, um, and it's usually volunteer work for students. I mean, they just, they show up with the ambition and the dedication and just want to network and get out there and, and do things, you know, that are extra. Um, so we, we do our, our annual events, which have always been taste of the North country. Um, we are a sponsor of the demo tent. Um, unfortunately it got canceled this year. Yeah, I just um, saw that. With with everything going on with COVID. So the past few years we have not done that. So we'd always have a booth and a demo tent set up and we would cycle through or invite local restaurant partners to come help and do some demos. Um uh, but we are in the works of working something out so we can replace Taste of the North Country, not typically with what Taste of the North Country was, but just okay. something to replace it for the charity Something itself. Something
0: innovative. Yeah. yeah, we'll look forward to that yes. and hearing more about that when we can.
1: Yes, and then we uh, do Glens Falls Hospital Saver um, every year to raise money for Glens Falls Hospital. And also the Chapman Finer Experience, visit, which is a wine and food pairing. We do that every year. That's November 10th. Um, we also do uh, Feast of the Fields for Saratoga Plan. Peter Canal Alliance, Brewfest, Taps and Apps. Um, that sounds fun. Ben Osborne Memorial, Baskets for Ben. We try okay. to do that every year. Okay. Um, we also and do what does
0: that look like? Do you do that in your space?
1: No, they uh, usually host it either at a fire company or in years past, it's been at the Queensbury Hotel. Okay. Um, and students and I will just go and, and just assist in any way we can with food. Nice. Um, other other vendors donate food as well, and we replenish and you know give some things away as well. Great. Um, to raise money for books and stuff like that for okay. people in need, and then we also do Cwi. Out around like dancing with the stars.
0: Which is so much fun. It
1: is, it is really fun.
0: <laughs> I think they sell out every year, don't they? They
1: do, yeah. And we, we do the desserts for that. So that, that's always fun for the students to do as well. Yeah. Um, and then we also do our own type of fundraisers for culinary scholarships with Joseph Carr, um, which is the number one wine in the country. This year, Which is pretty awesome. That's exciting.
0: Um, Uh, Tell our listeners a little more about that because I think the scholarships for the students is super important. And if there's a way they can get involved, I want them to know that.
1: Yeah, we call it Vintners Night. um, Okay. And Joe comes. um, It's usually the first week of March every year. Okay. um, And we usually do sponsor tables. So if you have a business um, and you're interested in sponsoring a table, you would contact our SUNY Adirondack Foundation. Okay. um, And get your name on the list. Um, and then you get set up with a table and sponsorships and, you know, there's some giveaways and stuff like that. We do. Joe talks about the wines and tells his story throughout the night and the students and I work and And do what we do.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun to be part of. We'll make sure to share that information too. And even though that's happening in the spring, it's not too soon to uh, start thinking about that and making those connections so that that can happen.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah, it sells out. So gotta be quick on the draw.
0: Okay, good to know. Good to know.
1: Same with seasoned always sells out
0: yeah i i did notice that that's great that's fantastic it's a great problem have you always done it in uh the spring or the fall or you is this the first year you're expanding to
1: that yeah the season's always open in the fall and the spring usually eight to 12 weeks
0: for those collaborative cuisines oh
1: for the collaborative cuisines this is the first time we did it in the summer but we've always had them fall and spring so now with the summer um which we'll most likely do in the future as well we'll do 12 collab dinners Okay, and then for regular dinner service, it's actually eight the, between eight and twelve weeks, depending on how the schedule lines up for academics. Okay, um, and it's always Wednesday, Thursday night. We're open for dinner.
0: Okay, good to know. And so, um, do people need to get their reservations in advance?
1: Yeah, we prefer reservations okay. um, because we do sell out. Um, so okay. you can go on our website, Punch and Seasoned, and there's actually an online form to make reservations. The okay. portal just opened last week. Oh, So people okay. can start for this good. semester.
0: We'll share that.
1: And also we got our call in our email account and also phone number. You can always call and leave reservations or email us. Um, we're actually opening October 12th, and our last night of service will be December 8th this semester.
0: Okay, good to know. So,
1: and we got lunch takeout uh, take or grab and go if you want to call. Um on Thursdays. On Thursdays. In that time frame this semester as well.
0: Awesome. So is has that happened before? How does that go over?
1: Uh we we really initiated that in during the COVID time. Okay. Um so that's it's only in the fall semester and then in the spring we'll have sit down lunches.
0: Oh, okay. Nice. With a dining room class. Wow. That's a great offering for those of us who work downtown to be able to um just kind of go and visit you guys on thursdays and it's just something new to spice things up a little bit for us yeah come
1: support <laughs> the students and you know get to get to communicate with the students and see what they're up to
0: that's awesome and it gives them an opportunity to connect and um network a little bit with a business in downtown glens falls
1: yeah it's, it's all about hands-on training and networking that's that's awesome culinary
0: oh how exciting so um curious about what unique challenges the culinary students face in our region and um, if there's maybe something more that uh, you know business owners in this region can do to help support the talents uh, I'm sorry the students and to keep that talent here good, good question that's a great question
1: <laughs> that's a great question uh, so I mean the community can support us by visiting seasoned when we're open Sure. Um, and, you know, we're, we're usually only open two nights unless we're doing a special event or something like that because we really want you to visit our local restaurants, right? So all of the local restaurants in our, our communities, um, Glens Falls and beyond, you know, in our local right. area. Right. We really want you to visit them because that's where our students are employed and that's where they're going and that's Good where point. they intern. Yeah. Um, so that, that's a huge way you can support us is by supporting those those establishments as well. Um, and also, you know, supporting our local farmers, you know, at our farmer's right. markets um, to make sure that they're, you know, they're sustainable and they're surviving. Right. Um, right. We also have a farm on campus. You could always, it's called the farm, uh, SUNY Adirondack. You can I always buy produce that. through. You can get a newsletter and everything. Our farm manager has has upgraded. And you can, like, click on a form and, and put in an order and pick it up on campus, which is fascinating. That is awesome. Yeah. I am
0: definitely going to share that because I'm going to go check that out. I had no idea. Just,
1: yeah, I'll forward you the I'll forward you. Yeah, the
0: link. thank you. And so there's a newsletter we can get and everything?
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, so a lot of our produce actually comes from main campus. Through okay. the Sustainable Ag program. Great. And we actually take all of our food scraps and we compost, and then the science students turn it into soil, and then the Sustainable Ag program turns it back into produce for us. So it's like a we got our own little sustainable food program going on.
0: Awesome. So uh, we're going to circle back to that because I want to talk more about how uh, the students on campus are involved with the culinary school, but we'll circle back in a minute.
1: Perfect. And you can also. Um, attend special events you know anything we're doing um and if you know anybody um that's looking for a culinary education no matter what the age um you can always tell them yeah Yeah. check us out first because we have one of the most affordable high quality programs in new york state
0: what ideas do you have um if any not to put you on the spot but about um keeping local talent here because, you know, you and I had talked and you mentioned that one of the challenges these students face is that this, you know, restaurant work is seasonal in our region.
1: Yeah. So for the most part, I mean, restaurant work is seasonal. Um, We have a lot of, you know, lucky restaurants that get to be open all year round. Mm -hmm. Um, But even if they are open year round, they have to trim their staff um, drastically usually. Uh, for the most part, and then bring them back when it's busy. So that's really not too sustainable uh, for the company or for the the student or worker, right? Right. Um, So one of the major challenges is consistent employment. Um, So, I mean, there's, I know there's been talks and works of trying to keep the 518-365. Right, right. There's that
0: initiative.
1: There is. And, you know, There's where there's a will, there's a way, I'm sure, you know, in the future, it'll it'll find its way.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, from the perspective of um, keeping these different businesses open in this region, um, 365 days a year, instead of just in the summer months, it does a lot to attract individuals to our region. But um, I'm not, I don't, I'm sure there's a, a good group of people that have, but some have not considered maybe that, that does a, goes a long way in keeping individuals employed in our region.
1: Right. Yeah, that's a great point. So it, it's very uh, difficult in, in general to um, sit down sometimes and have these conversations because a lot of times um, people say they don't have workers or right. no one wants to work, but right. everybody I know and all the students I've had in my network of professionals, everybody's working. Mm-hmm. There's just not enough, you know, as business booms, there's not enough, you know, trained talent here to to feed that fire. Um, so it, it really, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, things that just domino and whirlwind around um, how that works. And so how to keep our talent here would be, you know, not somehow keeping them here without them feeling like they need to go somewhere else right. to to provide for their families right. or to better themselves. Right. To find
0: um, a sustainable year round employment.
1: Yeah. That's, that's one of the biggest challenges. Um, and I know as an executive chef, um, from fine dining world, um, even back when I was the executive chef for, you know, like eight, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, without all the trialing things going on now, you know, competitive pay and, work-life balance, um, were some of the the biggest things I think. And with the pandemic that really, uh, you know, reinforced those for a lot of people and a lot of people left the industry right? um, because they could go do something maybe they didn't want to do, but they'd make better money and it was consistent and you know, they they would have a good balance.
0: Right. A little bit of a healthier lifestyle than, than the stress for sure. So, um, what do you love most about what you do?
1: Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, sharing my knowledge and professional experiences um, with the new prospects of the culinary industry, for sure. Um, you know, training them to be the new professionals and how to be professional. Um, through my role at Sydney Adirondack, I get to influence many lives and have influenced many lives um, on how on how to just be good at what we do Mm -hmm. and take pride in what we do, no matter if you're a fast food worker or a private chef or a fine dining chef. Um, And really, I found this passion, um, another passion of culinary, to help others, you know, find their passion in the industry. Um, And it's really rewarding to find that pathway for students and also um, to support our local economy and our Mm -hmm. local farmers um, through buying their produce um, and also using my platform in any way I can um, when time and schedule is allowed to, to, you know, help local charities in our local community.
0: That's excellent. You're, um, it's evident that your heart is in it, and the college is very fortunate to have you. I appreciate all that you do. Thank you for your volunteer efforts and for the example that you set for these students that uh, are, you know, learning under uh, your instruction. I think that's fantastic. It is evident that you love what you do and that you do it well. So thank you for being part of this community.
1: You're welcome, and thank you for having me.
0: Of course, my pleasure. Thank you listeners for joining us for this episode of the Just Off Glen podcast. We know that you have a lot of options when it comes to where you spend your time. So we really appreciate that you spent it with us. Um, if you know somebody that we should highlight on the Just Off Glen podcast, please don't hesitate to connect with us and let us know. You can reach us at justoffglen at gmail.com. In the meantime, uh, we'll continue to uh, be part of our community here and share all the exciting things that are happening. We'll see you here next time, Just Off Glen. Thanks for listening. This podcast was recorded at WorkSmart Co-working and Meeting Space in Downtown Glen Falls and produced by Black Mountain Visuals. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Join us again next time. We'll meet Just Off Glen.